Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Every Week is Chaos. It's me, David, your host. As always, I know my audio sounds way better. I got a, I spent $230 on a microphone. So hopefully should've, we have decent audio quality now. Should have gotten and, it from Sweetwater. Is that the mercenary company? <laughs> no, Sweetwater is a music store that oh. basically if you bought that mic from them, uh, they, they, you'd get your own sales rep and they'd probably call you once every three months being like, Hey ma'am, how's the, how's the mic doing? You need any help with anything? They're like the best people ever. I'm a Sweetwater nationalist. All right. Okay. Uh, well, I'll have to get a, I'll have to see about, cause I need like a, I I'm using the USB thing for it now. And so maybe I can get, when I get like a audio interface, like XLR audio interface thing, I'll have to get it from them and get a sweet sales rep. Oh, uh, but dude, as yeah. always, I'm joined by my good friend. My co-host, as always, the king of prog rock. I've got Lorenzo. How are you doing, my friend? We're back. We're back. We've been back for a while. I paid rent today. We're back. We're back. We're back like we never left. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get a nice intro in the future. Yeah, I'll <laughs> work on that this week. I'm so I've been very busy, uh, and then also I'm entering a film scoring competition as well. So, you know. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. a film scoring competition. Like, what is that? Is there like a cash prize? Are you hoping to get money or a job out of this? Uh, mainly just experience. Okay. But no. with that, we've got a lot of topics to cover. Uh, so I, I think we can probably start with the topic that you seem you kind of wanted to touch on, and I mean, it's kind of something that we've both been like embroiled in for for quite a while about like the Mises caucus what it promised what it what it was able to fulfill what it didn't fulfill like, yeah what, what are your thoughts there my friend why do you, why are you so insistent so <laughs> i i kind of pitch this as the death of the mc and the the reason why is because i think there's a very you don't have to meet yourself anymore bud you don't have to meet yourself I know. I just, I, I just wanted to make sure because I thought I heard like somebody about to open the door, and I'm sure a little bit more noise than just like my AC running will will have some audio. But That's you know, continue, right. continue, my friend. So no, the, the I, I had a thing where it's like, I, you and I both remember Reno. This was about last year around what what when was it like June? It was like May. Yeah, it was May. Okay. So it was May. It's like May and... of 2021? Two. Two. Was it 2020? Was it 2022? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Shit. No. That makes me feel like it's been way long. It makes I feel like it's been way longer than that. Yeah, right. I know. So basically, um, Reno happens, Mises Caucus take over. And at this point, it's full of energy, you know, and this is the start of the downfall, in my opinion. Um, because once the, the thing that the music caucus really like had going for it was that it was this kind of like scrappy shit posty, not underdogs, but kind of underdogs. Like it was a bunch of people that weren't afraid to say what they thought and all that and, and go against really a terrible beltway regime kind of libertarian atmosphere that was just trying to pander to the left in a way of like, we like drugs and you like drugs. We'll compromise on the child's trans sex stuff. Um, so like I had that and it got in there and then it just, it fell apart. It, it all, it fell apart slowly. Um, if you want a detailed thing, there were some leaks that, and I'm not really going to get into them because it's not really what I want to touch on, but there were some leaks, 
um, that were put out that kind of show the music caucus was in a brutal, like from the get go, it just was floundering. Um, the TETC then times continue. They did a great sh- uh, episode on that. I can't remember what it was, but you can probably like fiddling while the LP burns or something like that. Um, if you want to get a more detailed um, analysis on that, but what I really wanted to talk about is that one of the biggest things was messaging. You know, everyone felt the the LP was too weak on messaging, and they wanted something bigger. They wanted something bold, and part of that unspoken but kind of hinted at was a dave smith presidential candidate running i'm gonna be honest with you that was like i i feel like that was 90 percent of it like i don't think i think that dave smith is is a wonderful and great messenger and he can get a lot of people excited like what got me excited about like joining the libertarian party was i watched that debate he did with nick sarwark and i I got motivated. I was like, yeah, we got to save America because it's on a death spiral. And he's really good at motivating people to get going. And so the idea that, oh, Dave Smith, he might be the future president of the United States. I mean, that motivated people. People were interested in that. I think that's why a lot of like Mises caucus libertarians joined their state parties because they were well, like the Dave Smith. Yeah. And I think that was the main marketing tool for a lot and, of the Mises caucus people. And, and here's the thing. I kind of figured from the get go, Dave isn't good. Like, there's no way. There's no, he's got a career. He's got a wife. He's got a family. There's no way he's going to sacrifice any of that for a a presidential campaign that's going to do nothing. The chance of him getting on the debate stage are slim enough. And that was the only thing they were going to do. But it was this idea of like having someone's going to stick it to the man, have great clips, great messaging, you know, kind of in, in a lot of that music caucus also pandered to the right a little bit. And there were a lot of libertarians that weren't maybe the most principled, but they had that messaging. They're okay to sacrifice a little because they had great messengers and great people that were saying things that people wanted to hear, you know? So, you know, especially after, you know, Cato was like the libertarian case for vaccine mandates or something like that. And it was like, you had people that were like, you know, fuck you, no, we're going against this. And then it kind of lost steam. I think the last big thing that MC was able to pull off was the Rage Against War Machine rally. And that was just a depending on who you talk to, like from when I talked to people that were there, they're like, it was great. When you talk to people that weren't there, they say it was a disaster. I think that the prep work and a lot of the issues leading up was a disaster. I think the rally itself was fine, but you know, there were just so many problems with it. I think, you know, disregarding the whole like Scott Ritter thing, having someone like Jackson Hinkle speak at your rally. Like he is a, yeah, unbelievably idiot. Like, I don't know if he has like Down syndrome or like if he's got like severe mental handicaps or it's called communism, my friend. It's called mm-hmm. being a quote unquote MAGA communist, whatever yeah, that garbage means. While you've got that, while you've got that, uh, that that pen and paper down, I'm just gonna say he's a. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Now yeah. you can timestamp that. Uh, yeah, you know. But yeah, um, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I think uh, that was. I think I don't like. I wouldn't even call the Rage Against a War Machine like a success. Not because like obviously I've massive problems with aligning with any communist in any way, shape, or form, and that's a discussion for another time because I really don't want to get into that itself. Yeah, but I think 
it really lost steam very fast because they talked about it. Oh, it, it took far too long. Like he, took, they announced it, people yeah. got excited, and then it just took too long. And I'm not blaming you guys because having an event like that is like it takes planning. And, it and, takes a lot of work to do and time to do and get set up. But I think that it lost steam because like it's like the news cycle. You initially get that burst of people getting interested in it, and then it just kind of like lost steam as it approached it until it kind of got like it kind of flattened out and it yeah and it was like i don't think it was all that impact it, it didn't feel like it was that impactful at all no and it felt like it was like you know people got to say their nice speeches and all that stuff but it wasn't really and here's the thing like, nobody I, I, nobody in washington nobody in the capitol was acknowledging that that's that you, they got it, like one cover coverage from like msnbc for yeah like and five and then they moved on. And that coverage was because there were two Russian flags behind Angela at one point when she was speaking. That was yeah. the main coverage that event got. And that's just an optics nightmare. And and so that happens. And then basically nothing over the summer. And they keep trying to do the decentralized revolution stuff. And then finally, it you know, you hear, okay, Dave is not running. We all knew it. Or a lot of us knew it. A lot of people didn't and felt very betrayed. And with that, then then the, the MC is left scrambling for a new candidate. And at this point, we had what? It was like four people. You had the the two like main contenders were Josh Smith, or it was first it was Chase Oliver, then Josh Smith showed up. But before that as well, there was uh, Mike Termot and Lars yeah. something, who. No one cares about. I think like the the Lars. I can't guy. express my disgust. I mean, I, 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 who Lars is? Like once I found out who he was, I I think he's despicable. Is he a is cop? He genuine? No, he's a he he owns a porn site. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just I I just oh like there's there like my instinct is that he should be cast out from any slightly right wing circles, and I'm gonna go on the stance that i think libertarianism is a right-wing ideology uh but i that also i also feel like he's almost it's almost like he's kind of what the libertarian party deserves not that the people who are in the libertarian party like are necessarily bad and deserve that but that the libertarian party as an institution deserves did you ever see uh (laughs) it was really funny so rfk put a thing out where he's like, and he had a, a slogan in it and under it, the Lars guy goes like, glad to see Liberty, uh, uh, um, uh, RFK adopting some of my messaging after we spoke at a convention. I was like, no, he doesn't give a shit about you. You're a, this fucking speck of dust. And thing. so like, you know, you had those things, but then you had Josh with Jay Oliver. And at this point, David is, or, sorry, not David, Dave is not running yet. And like, and, and then, they scramble, and then they come up with Michael Rechtenwald, or Michael Rechtenwald, as I like to call him. Who I'm, I'm, I, I like Rechtenwald. Like I've listened to several of his speeches, and Rechtenwald is like a great guy, and he's very intellectual, and he's like genuinely like one of those, like one of the left, the left, left types that actually did. Because mm-hmm. the man's actually incredibly well read on like Hoppe and Rothbard and all and, like foundations of libertarianism. In terms of a scholar, no, like I mean, he's a yeah. great scholar. He's even a good speak. He's a pretty good speaker, but he's a scholarly speaker. 
He's not yeah. some populist figure. And, he's not and, like and, a and, he's not like a Donald Trump who can go up on stage and like riff about You're all Bo gay. He'll be like, riff about Bo Bergdahl and be like, back in my day, traitors, they were shot. Like, he can't, like, he's not, Rechtenwald couldn't, couldn't motivate a crowd like that to and, get behind something like that. And, and here's the thing as well, like, the, 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 the bigger issue. So, it's funny because I was talking to someone that has followed Rechtenwald for a while, just, you know, and peripherally. And it's like, he's a good example of I left the left. But, what surprised me, not surprised me, what disappointed me was people bending themselves backward to defend this guy and, and, and support this guy in like a big way when, here's the thing, Rechtenwald was chosen by Michael Heiss. He was chosen by Michael Heiss. And essentially... They went from we're gonna have this guy that calls it like it is and is like a you know a Dave Smith kind of guy that has a is charismatic, and they yeah. then their new selling point was I mean aren't you guys don't you guys love the Mises Institute don't you guys love Hoppe this guy's a Mises Institute Hoppe guy hell yeah and it's like that's not the point most people don't know who that is what either of those two institutions is they should know. Uh, the Mises. I mean, they should know Hoppe, but they still should know the Mises Institute. Everyone go to the Mises Institute. Actually, you know who probably knows who the Mises Institute are? Uh, Auburn college football fans. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, I can't say I know who you're specifically referring to, but no, I'm just yeah, saying. Well, did, well, no, didn't didn't you say that they rent out places when people are coming to stay? Yeah. For... So, like the Mises the Mises Institute has some apartments and stuff, and then during football season they'll rent them out to people who are like Auburn. Like it's basically like a timeshare thing. I think I'm using that correctly. Like you know, they basically they pay for the entire season, and then they get to then they can basically show up whenever they want and use it. <laughs> some 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 guy like in one of those apartment rooms, uh, like opening up his bedside. A cupboard and instead of the bible he sees a copy of like anatomy of the state <laughs> honestly i don't think they would have either to be honest that's fair but um they had some history books and the the one i stayed in they had a they had like a history book oh hell yeah that was it but no it was like well, history yeah. of architecture specifically oh hell yeah art deco i'm an art deco supremacist i um, i don't like art art deco what about like the Chrysler building and like I don't like it. It's so over. It's so over. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have to move on from that before I like rip you before the train of thought leaves the station. Yeah. So so the essentially, you know, Rechtenwald, they could have just said, Dave wasn't running. We needed someone. And Heist liked this guy, so we picked him. But instead, they're trying to market him as best as they can as the real best nomination after spending not even like even before Reno, the past like two something years being like, we're gonna have strong messaging. I mean, I remember one of the first things was like that we're gonna give Michael Malice the keys to the LP or keys to the LP Twitter. Now, from what I've heard that didn't happen because Michael Malice requested like a five or six figure salary to do that. I can't speak to that, uh, but I, I heard it. I mean, from I some know other that he wasn't going to do messaging for them because Dave specifically was not running because Dave was his friend. And that was basically the whole point of him being involved. 
Yeah, and it's like also I think Michael Malice doesn't is better than that, and I think honestly his best role yeah. is introducing people to anarchism and libertarianism that are normally Tim Pool type people. Um, you know, he's the only person that can go on Tim Pool and talk shit to Tim Pool and get on over <laughs> and over again. Like yeah. he'll go on and fucking eviscerate Tim. It's great. I love it. Like there's a, the reason yeah, I love I Malice. Another another really good point is that um, uh, what Scott Horton did very well on on Timcast. Yes, I saw it, like he did that fucking really, broad Libby, dude, whatever her name, like Libby Emmons, and she's from the Post Millennial, and that's one of those outlets that's just like half the time all of like the videos that they're posting are like stuff from like Joe Rogan. It's like I'm sorry, that's not really like that's not really news. It's not like I don't want to hear about Joe Rogan's take on X, Y, or Z on every little political topic. Well, I know Joe Rogan Sorry. politics. It's ninety. You want to hear about Joe Rogan politics? Ask ninety percent of men in in America what their stances are. It's Joe Rogan politics. It's I don't really give a shit. There's some things I think about. It's I like yeah, wanna... communism sounds crazy. This woke stuff's gone a little bit too far. Man, we should have some regulation stuff. I know. I think it would be nice for people to be able to get like basic health care. That's basically like what most dudes think. They don't that, have yeah. two radical positions, which other is than, fine. Like, yeah, center left. Like it's kind of center left. It's center right. It's center right. Center right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most guys lean center right, but. Mm. They don't. They don't give a shit. It's it's a it's a it's also because women are just so far left as a as a demographic that most guys are a little bit adverse to that. Um, okay. But the what I was gonna say is that that's another thing. Scott Horton. I will say to the Music Cox's credit, they have been substantially better on war than the previous yeah. libertarians. Like, and and here's the thing: if if I would have less of a, now you have people like Josh Eagle and all that stuff that, that they, their whole thing is they hate the music class and everything they stand for. And they're a very, very, you know, progressive culturally and they lean more left and it's like, okay, that's gay and cringy, but I wouldn't have as much of an issue with it if they weren't massive war hawks. Like, and foreign yeah. policy isn't my foreign policy isn't really my biggest thing. I don't really care as much. But when you see someone that's actively like, we need to send money to Israel, we need some money to Ukraine. I'm like, ah, cool it. Like we don't need that. And and also pump the brakes, bud. Pump the brakes. All pump the brakes, there, guy. Um, oh yeah, pump the brakes, there, bud. You know, don't you know we were going a little bit too fast there. We gotta slow down. Oh yeah. So yeah, you guys gotta, gotta, gotta slow down. We gotta take some. Gotta grab some tater roll hot dish. Did. Don't you guys have? Don't you guys have uh, quick trips up there? Yes, quick trip with a K, not a Q. Oh, and we have the ones with the Q. I want, I want the, I, I like the ones with the K. The ones with the K. Yeah, are they're the great. They have great fried chicken. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna have to go up to Minnesota to see some of them just to go to, just to go and have be at a quick trip again. Okay, well, well, we have more plans. You're gonna come to mass with me with Father Mike, so you can, so you can get a big hug from him, and we're gonna go to a quick trip. Hell yeah. <laughs> we gotta okay. we gotta also have Connor there because Connor loves the the Mall of America. And so <laughs> Oh why? The Mall of America sucks. I, I think it's cool. It's just like when I'm not bu actively buying things, I mean like uh, it's like, oh, it's like a it's it's sightseeing. It's it, you get to see all the fat American tourists that come and spend all Yeah, the money. and the Saudi princes who are going to the Mayo Clinic. 
Um, so <laughs> anyway, going back. I know to you the, had um, an awkward pause there, but no, that's legitimately a thing. Like Minnesota is known for the Saudi princes who will, and, and like royalty and all these guys who will like go to, cause the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota is like one of the biggest and best hospitals in the world. And so all of these like high figure people will come to Minnesota just so they can go and get treatment there. Wow. That's, they're so real for that. Anyway, let's get back to that. Anyways, <laughs> Michael Rechtenwald. Yeah. So essentially what I was going to say is like, yeah, the 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 Muse Caucus is significantly better on war. And I mean, it's really funny how the like Josh equals stuff like he has that thing where it's like Project Liberal or whatever now. And basically their whole thing is they're just trying to like yassify Ronald Reagan. Like they're like, but what if Ronald Reagan was gay? Like that's that's their entire <laughs> that's that's their, that's their entire that's their entire political stance. It's like we like, you know, okay, they're they're right word on economics and free trade and stuff, but they also like the like neocon energy and but they just want him to be like it, it's like if Ronald Reagan was gay and better on guns. <laughs> like, it, that's the best way I can describe all those CLC types. Is like, they're 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 terrible on war. They're terrible on like and stuff. And they like, have you seen the fucking like LP Louisiana? Where they keep putting furries and everything. And it's like, I, oh, I do see that as much as I hate the fact that I'm able to see that. Like I've muted and unfollowed <laughs> so many like libertarian party, like figures and, and accounts and muted so many, like what I did. So that way I would never see equal or Jonathan Casey or the, the classical liberal caucus types again is I've not only blocked them, but I've gone into like my Twitter things where you can like mute a word and yeah. I like wrote out their handles like exactly letter by letter and character by character and entered those as words to mute. So now when people quote tweet them, I don't see them quote tweeting them at all. They That's like though any if you're quote tweeting the, the, the classical liberal caucus or Jonathan Casey or equal, I don't see that at all. That's for the best, but also the LP Louisiana guy. Like they're like we we just think furries should have the rights. Everyone else is like, oh, the artist is a furry. The artist I support the right of furries <laughs> to own automatic machine guns and protect their pot farms while they, like, before they go to church. It's it's such a <laughs> it's like that's such a tired like played out trope, and it's like no, I don't really like. I think they should have the right to do that. I also am going to probably not sell them because i have freedom of association i won't sell them a gun because i just don't like them <laughs> i can i can freely discriminate against them um but uh yeah <laughs> anyway going back to Reckonwald, like they're they're boring he's boring and there are people that are bending over backward and like just being like, well, he, you know, he came from the left. He knows how to talk to the young communist people. He's an, a scholarly academic. Like, yeah. Like, well, I, if I, if I were to, if you were to ask me, like, tell me that Rechtenwald came from the came from the left. I wouldn't. I would. I would assume he comes from like around the same like intellectual background as like Hoppe. You know, like with the the Frankfurt school types and all those kind of lefties. That's where I would imagine his background is, which is a very scholarly and intellectual thing. But the, the left wing youth today are not an intellectual movement. They're not yeah, a like, bunch of intellectuals who are like, Oh, 
critical race theory and we think about it this and we got superstructures and we have like the substructure and they like the substructure casts up the superstructure. Like they don't think about this stuff. They're just like, oh, we're we're mindless mobs. This hurts our feelings. We're over socialized. Whatever. The the like, the, 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 the modern not, the guy him coming from a scholarly background is not beneficial towards marketing towards lefties today. Like, and, and, and to that end, like modern leftists aren't scholarly. They just have a fetish for black people and brown people. Like, they just have a fetish for them. That's straight up what it is. They worship, they worship. I mean, I'm not saying that in like a racist way. I'm just saying like straight up modern leftists worship everything about the third world and they worship everything about that. And they, they they hate that they're successful and they hate that their parents are successful and they 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 basically I, every leftist that thinks that way if you're listening to this which you aren't please reduce the problem by one um you always talk about how like mentally ill and depressed you are well why don't you start acting on that um <laughs> oh shit uh well i have no patience for them anymore i mean that's the thing it's like you know, you you can always tell a leftist when they're fat, ugly, and depressed. Like that's that's a that's a leftist mindset. Leftism is a loser mindset. We'll get into that when we talk about Ted. Um, but uh who is calling me? I am. I called you right now over Twitter. Because you can do that now. <laughs> I know. All right. So um I tried. I tried to call you twice. <laughs> I d I don't see it because I'm I'm not verified. Huh? Oh, really? I think it's only for verified people. Huh. Weird. I don't know, because, like, there's the little button. Like, if I look on it, if I go onto my Twitter right now, like, I'm going to go and try it right now. We're going to test this out a lot. Like, this is going to be terrible content for a podcast. No, let's do this after. Let's do this after. <laughs> Aw, okay. So. We'll, we'll do it later. I wanted, to, I wanted to test that out. <laughs> essentially, getting back to what I was trying to say. The MC is dead. The Mises Caucus, as a significant movement, is dead. And there are people who will hate that I say that. I'm sorry, but it's it's over. It's over for you guys. It's, you know, you, you, you guys went from, you know, having this scrappy shit posty underdog message to bending over backwards for this academic being like he's really like people like what he's saying and all this stuff it's like and there's another thing it and then you have people where it's like you can you can point out the flaws and like rectumwald has a history of saying stupid shit from what i've seen and well, he just well, he's he's he doesn't seem to be like the most polished, put together kind of guy, and he has some wrong opinions, and you know, you can pull those up, and then it just shows. Well, yeah, it, this guy is not really like you know. You can find counters to all the stances that he takes, and it's just it's irritating, and I'm sick and tired of people acting like he is a good candidate. He's not a good candidate. If people were honest and said, Mike Heiss paid me a lot of money to to support this tired academic, and I'm going to do it because Michael Heiss paid me a lot of money because Michael Heiss wants to finance his own pet project and be a snake oil salesman, because that's what he is. When it's coming yeah. to, I, I used to like him. I, 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 I used to like Heiss as well, but like... 
you know, it's kind of like you know the like you know the cheese thing where it's like you know the 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 oil's been wiped over off my off my eyes and now I can see for what it really is. Mm-hmm. The scales have been taken off my eyes. That's what's a, what the thing is usually, right? No, it's, it's the wool. Like, the wool has been the taken. wool. Wool. Okay, sorry. I wool. don't know. I'm bad. At, the, I'm bad at analogies. I think it's the <laughs> the wool has been pulled off. Okay, yeah, but there. like it's. Because I feel like the Mises Caucus had a they, they what they had was basically their their strategy. They had a strategy, and that strategy was take over. And after that, it was like, well, now what? Now and, that, what? and basically, when it when it reached that point, like we've finally the Mises Caucus did the thing what it's going to do because you know right right we're fighting our way up the hill right we're fighting against all these regime types and everything taking over state parties we're getting all this radical messaging going and we get to the top and we're like, well now what? And the only thing that was keeping us from like falling off, keeping the Libertarian Party from falling off the edge there was like that prospective Dave Smith run because that's what motivated people. People were like, we're going to have this radical candidate. We're going to have our Ron Paul moment. We're going to have our Ron Paul 2.0 moment. That's what we were going to have. And uh, that didn't just, happen. And I don't blame gonna, Dave at yeah. all. I will, no, I, will no. bash, I will bash anyone who's dragging Dave for not, for, oh, he didn't do that. He was being pushed to do it. Like he was just getting pushed too much. And he, it sounds I, I, like he was going to, he sounded like he was gonna do it for and then and then but you know what, Dave? Dave is so his life is so much more important than your stupid political games. Like and, I'm and, sorry, and, it's and, so and, much more political. What happens with his family and his life and his career? Because the man loves comedy. He has a great comedy career. He's got a great and, podcast. And his, and what do you think son, that's gonna do if he what do you, and, what's that gonna yeah. do to his his career? And, you, and also force him to be a politician. Yeah. Now he's gonna be forever known as like the libertarian party guy. He'll ne- it, he won't comedy won't be what he's known for. And um and here's and 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 also like his son had some health stuff and all that stuff. I will say he should have come out and said, I'm probably not running like last November. That would have been a really nice thing to to know for a lot of people. Because then but they they couldn't do that, so you know that's that's another thing there. But, also, but I, don't, I don't blame I don't blame Dave for that. I blame Heist for getting people's hopes up, and I blame Heist I, for getting people to invest all of their money and their time and their yeah, energy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't blame Dave for not running. I I will say, I think he still should have come out and said something. I think that Heist was probably preventing him from it because, whatever. But I. I definitely have, yeah. Heist is a snake oil salesman. I, yeah. And what he's done to the LP sucks. But well, it's not what he's done. It's it's just the lack thereof and being yeah. able to do anything with the Libertarian Party because there's there's no functionality. And and Tho Bishop was right, pointing it out all along that like, what are you gonna do after you take over, right? Like we all kind of had like this cloud. We were like, oh, we got to take over. It's gonna be great and amazing, right? We're gonna have Tho this Bishop was movement. right. Jose Tho was Bishop right. was right about ev- about everything. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Tho Bishop was right and Jose was right as well. Like the, the the LP is not the way to go about things. Whether you want to take it from the agorist perspective of we just shouldn't engage in politics, or if you do want to engage in politics, throw thing of going to the GOP. That's what I personally go. But you know, with that aside, the MC has is is in the death throes, and watching people bend over backwards for like. You know, I it's, I wouldn't I wouldn't dislike Rechtenwald if he just stayed in his lane. Yeah. Um, and, and, just and was, I think I, I think Josh is too Josh Smith is too good for the Libertarian Party, and he should have run in like he should have announced way sooner and gone in the Republican Party. 
and the libertarians should be getting behind them in that respect. Yeah, like, and it's because it, like I, everything I, that you can get from from like say say you run as a libertarian, right? Like you run in the libertarian party, and they're like, oh, well, you get alternative media. Well, clearly you can get that alternative media regardless. Why not do it while a Republican as well? And then you have a chance. There's actually a chance of you ending up on the ballot and people voting for you. Because you know what? You know what's the most – you know what's the easiest way to win concessions? The easiest way is to run in that primary, to get the people to take better stances, right? Yeah, and it's – Like running in the primary and then you get you get publicity from the primary and you're like, oh, they'll ignore you. Well, they'll also ignore you if you run as a libertarian regardless, right? Like if you run yeah. in a third party, they're going to ignore you. Yeah, and we've talked about this before and it's just – yeah. Either run, yeah. Any uh, any utility you could get in a third party, you can get ju- you can get even you can get more from running even just in the primaries. And and then you have people that go, but but Ron Paul ran as a Republican and they betrayed him. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. And what do you do? You quit because you're a fucking lame ass. F- uh, and- 33, 3310, By the way, thirty three ten. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I look at that and like I've looked at the numbers and Ron Paul was not about to be the GOP nominee. Like, I'm sorry. Like if we like this rhetoric, like there's this idea, there's this idea in the Libertarian Party. And I believed it before I actually looked at the numbers that they were going to that Ron Paul was like this close. And then they stopped some delegates from winning. And it's like, that's not what happened. It's not what happened. I'm sorry. Ron Paul was not close to winning that. In fact, he got third at best in the GOP primaries before other people dropped out and their delegates went to like Romney or, or McCain. I mean, Ron Paul like got third or in fourth in those, in the 2008 and 2012. There was like the idea that he was about to become the nominee is, is not true. And the whole sh- the GOP shut out those people. They they shut out like one delegation, and that's it. They stopped one delegation that had some funky because they the GOP basically set up weird rules that ended up hurting the GOP later on. That's how Donald Trump was able to get in, but like they set up weird rules and they Donald, enforced rules Donald, on one delegation. Donald Trump is Turbo America, by the way. Yeah, he's Turbo America. But um, we're back. We're Ron, like, I'm sorry to tell all the all the Libertarian Party guys who are like, oh, the GOP should stop Ron Paul. Ron Paul wasn't going to win that primary. Like, just looking at the pure numbers, he wasn't about to win. And then the GOP pulled some weird rules nonsense. That that didn't happen. I'm yeah. sorry. So I, yeah. I really I I want to believe, but that's just not what happened. And and then, also, then a second thing uh, is that involvement, just a political a presidential primary, is not going to change the structure of the party at all. Like that. Like look at look at what happened with Donald Trump. Donald Trump won the presidency, and he didn't change the GOP structure. You still have like the Ronna McDaniel ladies, well, like and, and, here's, and, 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 and here's and here's the thing. And this it's, is, a, it's the lowest form of yeah, political involvement. It's the lowest form of political status. involvement, and also like the only meaningful change you could ever do to the established parties at this point, in terms of federally, is with a. 18 wheeler full of a substance and i'm not going to finish that uh because i'm not going to fed post but like there's really there's really no political solution to the federal mess just focus on your local things anyway 
I don't uh, know that I necessarily believe that. Uh, it's always going to be the same. It's always going to be a clown show. I'll just vote for whoever's funnier. <laughs> and that's why ooh, we did we did we ever make a choice between Ryan with Biden and and Donald Trump being our guy? I don't know. I think we said both. I think we. I think we. Made- I think we've endorsed both of them because either way we win, and it's good content. It's it's good for the show. <laughs> it's good for the show. No, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it's 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 good content, and I, I love. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I'm thinking if Joe Biden, could I mean, be listen, the guy, Joe Biden, he 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 stacked some pretty good wins. I mean, yeah, if he, yeah, if he's the we one that, that can overturn repeal, in the Supreme Court. If if he's the one got, that can repeal Roe v. Wade, then 2028 or 2024, he's going to repeal the Civil got Rights Act. Got out of Act. Afghanistan. He's going to he, he's, he's going to repeal the Civil Rights Act. Mark my words. <laughs> Joe Biden in 2025 or 2026 is going to repeal the Civil Rights Act. Put money on it. Put ten dollars on it. Uh. So yeah. But then uh, we got like, we've got we got Donald Trump. He's like the windmills are are making the wind <laughs> a little batty. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is our guy. He's our guy. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the Trump train, but you know who's riding next to me? You're riding with Biden. That's right. <laughs> We're both on the Trump. It's Turbo America. There's no way we can lose. <laughs> the new the the episode can be called <laughs> "Riding the Trump Train." I'm riding with Biden on the Trump train. <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> It's, it's the whole thing. Don't just don't look down. Just look down. just do not look down. Speaking of people that are going to be right, getting a train ridden on them in jail, um, Sam Bankman Freed. Oh, okay, that's where we're going here. I was like, what? Are, what is this transition? Oh, David, just you wait until I get. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sam. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, uh, Sam yeah. Bankman Freed. So, Sam Bankman Freed was the CEO and founder of a crypto exchange called FTX. I know. Very fun. Whatever so, that okay, means. Can I give you my re- description of it? Because I think this yes, is probably what most people should know. Okay. Big crypto thing. All these celebrities are part of it. Like Steph Curry was part of it. Tom Brady was part of it. I think there were some actors that were part of it. It was a big thing. Big thing. Um, and it was big with the government and Democrat donors. It was all scam. It was all a massive scam. And it collapsed. Uh, turns out they were sending money to Ukraine and all that. And like they're getting money from the Democrats. It was like a Democrat money laundering thing as far as I remember. But also other stuff. But now he found was found guilty on all accounts of fraud and all that nonsense. So yeah, the you know the physian physiognomically accurate Sam Bankman Freed is uh, going to jail and going to get booty booty fucked um, if God wills it. All right. I mean, you know, do you know how to say God wills it in Latin? No, I don't. Deus Volt. That's where Deus Volt comes from. It's oh, is that it. what it means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, no. Deus Lo Volt. From what I remember. Okay. Well, I mean, let's give the more intellectual inter- interpretation. So FTX yeah. was a crypto exchange founded by Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, he also founded another research, basically trading firm called Alameda Research. 
Uh, but what what they did is they took in money and they go and they invest that, and then they go and give like out this thing called FTT tokens, which is like the token crypto thing for the for the exchange. Now, what was do what they were doing is they were issuing more of these tokens and they were taking in money and they were using it. This as like the base of their investments, like they were investing in whatever through Alameda Research. And then Binance, this big, another big crypto firm was like, yeah, we're going to sell all of our tokens. And um, then everyone was like, oh, why are they selling? Why are they selling? We're freaking out. And so they go to cash in all their money. And lo and become it. They don't have the money, right? Oh, because they were investing it and sending it wherever they wanted. Oh, no. They had, they had a liquidity crisis. And so what happens is they don't have the money to meet all their obligations. And they declare bankruptcy. And what would end up happening is that Sam Bankman-Fried was using a lot of that money, the money that people were investing to buy these tokens and everything. He was using that to go and um, invest in political campaigns and for his personal life. And that those political campaigns – so what, what kind of like this weird circle. So the campaigns, they send money to Ukraine, and then Ukraine would invest it into FTX, and FTX would then send that money back to politicians. Just kind of like – it was basically a money laundering scheme with taxpayer dollars. And so billions of dollars were lost, and Bankman was arrest was extradited from the Bahamas where he was living, uh, and now he's been charged with all those counts of, of, of fraud and wiretapping and money laundering and all that fun stuff, right? Because he's a sleazy little dirtbag. You know, I mean, and, you here's, and here's and here's the thing: to kind of invest and have fun and make and make sure that Mitch McConnell stays in office. I I really we hope that we did it. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Uh, we did it. Yeah, I, I'm surprised they actually got him on some of this stuff. Like, I, I really know nothing about anything about this whole thing, but I'm surprised that... The, I, the only thing I really know is that his ex-girlfriend is unbelievably ugly and, like, had some weird-ass, like, esoteric sex cult, like, psychology phil philosophy shit going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a rabbit hole. Um, but... Like it was really weird. I um I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, I'm surprised they actually convicted him. And stuff like he's he's a he's a fall guy. Yeah, you know, he's he's not important though. They have I'm sure they have more schemes to launder taxpayer dollars into their. Man, campaign. I wish I wish I could I wish I could get. Somebody had to take the fall for like what happened in 2022. Why the red wave didn't happen? Somebody had to take the fall, and it was it was it's freed. It's that guy. He took the fall. Yeah, dirty money was going. Yeah, I also think that man. I wish I could be one of those lower level people that like managed to get the money from the fraud and get away with it. Because uh, <laughs> some money sounds really good right now, man. I just like not in terms. I'm not saying that in like a desperate like. Oh no, I'm just saying as like man, I could do a lot with some good cash right now. Yeah, like being able to put that in a. I mean. I'd love to get. Do you think we could get someone on the show to talk about some investing tips for the next, uh, you know, upcoming no. thing? Why? No. I'm not giving out financial advice. I'm not going to be held legally liable for giving investment advice. No, you, I would just you silly goose. <laughs> I, but I would like to at least have a, like someone on to talk about where. Oh, that's fair. I don't. I never understood why it's like the not financial advice thing, but I guess that is legally liable yeah, thing. Then you're going to be held legally liable if you if you if you are not legally allowed to give financial advice. Well, you you just say this isn't financial advice, and then you just say the advice. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. I don't want to. I don't want to play risky games, Lorenzo. 
Okay. I don't want to well, be responsible for somebody I, I, buying a bunch of Dogecoin because of us and then just like losing losing their house. This is complete and total financial advice. Invest in Blockbuster and VHS porn. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would like to have someone come on and talk about some of the crypto Bitcoin stuff um, at some point because I'm also... Car, I'm, car, if you're listening, we'll, we'll car, bring you on the top. Bitcoin. I, you're also a little bit Jewish. I need some Jewish brethren on here. I drive with <laughs> one hand on the wheel, and I need you to fix that for me. We need two hands on the wheel, car. Come on, help us. <laughs> help us, car. Get on the show. All right. Uh, Thank you, car. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Bankman Freed. I mean, yeah, we could talk Bankman. for a while. But um yeah, all right. So the next thing, oh, you want to talk about? You want to talk about Ted? I like, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a Wendigoon guy. I'm a Wendigoon yeah. guy. Let's let's preface this this conversation with that. So 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 give me your new takes on Ted. You did you finish reading his manifesto? Um, yes, that was an interesting read. Say the yeah, least. Or, like you know, basically, I heard summarizations, and it's just like. I'm just, I mean, I basically have my initial assessment where it's like Uncle Ted memes are funny, right? Because it's Uncle Ted and haha, funny, right? Industrial society yeah. and its future, well, the industrial society and its consequences have been disaster of mankind. You know, all that fun jazz. And I still, I still think that there's, I think there's a little bit of a lesson to be learned from the meme that sometimes we need to apply morality to technology. Otherwise, well, it'll lead it's... us down a wrong well, path, which I think I... the meme can, can inform some thought. But um, from Ted Kaczynski himself, uh, I have a much more refined take on him having now like done a kind of a bit more of a deep dive thanks to Wendigoon in his video, but also like reading. He was reading a mentally himself. he was a mentally ill MK Ultra victim who thought he was a woman for a year, and you expect him to have like sane takes and stuff. I was expecting like you know it's like he's like if like you know he's he's a a murderous violent individual. I'm not surprised, though, considering that he was an MK Ultra victim who was also severely mentally ill and thought he was a woman. Like, if you're a man and think you're a woman, you are mentally ill. That's just kind of common. But even like, that, I'm not sure that he genuinely had those thoughts. More so, he had some serious, like, anxious. He. So, uh, like, let, let's give me. Let me give like the the brief history before like all of like the. All of the MK Ultra stuff, right? It's like Kaczynski was a gifted child. He was like, he was always like distant. He couldn't make friends. He was, he, but he was so intelligent. He skipped like the third grade. And then I think the 11th grade as well, because he eventually would like, he did, he did like summer school stuff so he could get graduate early and go to Harvard. But he was not like a, he didn't have a whole lot of friends. He was not a very socialized guy. He was very quiet. He was very introverted. He had like anxious problems and it like throw in, He's an incredibly young kid, like 16, and he's going to Harvard by himself. And what do you think that's going to do to somebody? What do you think that's going to do to mess up somebody's mind? Like, I'm a college student. I'm 18, and I'm, like, already a little bit stressed out about things. It's like, I can't imagine being a 16-year-old kid who's already had, like, prob like, social problems, and then you're thrown into that environment so far away from your family and everything. And then, and and then that's and then he spends the next three years, the next three four years, basically being in these experiments where what they do is they would have they would berate you for hours 
about like your thoughts and opinions. And they would tell, just berate you and berate you and berate you. And they would just make you feel like a terrible individual. Imagine what that does to your psyche. I don't have to imagine. My brain does it to me already. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that but used to then, be me. Like, not to mention just Ted never had like any like he, he never really dated anyone. And it just made him like he was just he had genuine social problems. And so he, he then was you probably actually he was probably actually autistic, like not in the funny haha meme way. Like, I'm pretty sure he was actually autistic. Yeah. And, and then you look at that and then like the man wrote in before as he was starting his like little bombing campaign, like he wrote that I'm doing this as revenge. And I, I think that the technological society, I think he liked nature, but he ultimately was, it was not really originally about technology, right? Like that wasn't why he was just an angry person. He was using violence to take out his like frustrated feelings towards the rest of society. And I mean, Wendigoon had a really, really raw line where it's like, if you want to know what Kaczynski was really about, ask yourself if he really cared about nature or technology and, or, or hurting people. Just ask yourself this. Did he plant trees or did he send bombs? It's like, that goes hard, Wendigoon. And my, my position is basically that all of, all of Kaczynski's analysis, like his correct analysis can probably be, cause like Kaczynski did not, was not the person who originally had these ideas and he cites the people who gave him these ideas, but all those can be derived from other people. And he ultimately was just like a frustrated, angry, socially anxious dude who chose to hurt people and then create some story for himself afterwards. Yeah. And that's, and it's, yeah, that, that's actually a very good version of it. Cause honestly, you could say a lot of things about different manifestos where it is just a story that the killer tries to make in order to justify what they did. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think of other good manifestos that show that that aren't, you know, obviously done by feds. That's the problem. Like I'm thinking of like, Oh, what's a like murder in recent memory. That's had a manifesto. That's good. And I'm like, that's a fed. 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 Uh, latest one probably wasn't a fed. Other ones are. So like, you know, I don't know, but the, wasn't a fed, but basically was influenced by the feds. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, technically Ted was influenced by the feds. Yeah. So like, but no, like, and I think it just, just so happens that this serial killers manifesto was way more well thought out than everyone else's. And I think that people like the memes nowadays because right now we're living in a very weird time where everyone's trying to look for a reason as to why things suck. And that's my take on a lot of this. Let me explain. I think that right now we're living through times that are probably worse. So people always like to point out like the sixties and seventies is kind of like a low point in American history um, in terms of like cultural division and economic turmoil and that type of stuff. I think we've hit that point already. You know, we're in an economic thing. Like our generation is waiting for old people to die so we can even think about buying a house. You know, the price of living is going up, you know, astronomically. Cities are 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 not doing well. 
you know, schools are a leftist mess. Politics are a leftist mess. Dating is a leftist mess. You know, everything is this mess. And people are looking to figure out how, how can I explain this? And it's something that happens a lot. This is why people turn to very extreme versions of religion to start explaining things. And, or they start, you know, going to very large things of, well, this is the Jews or this is the black people or whatever like that. This is why, because they're, people have no idea what's going on and why it's them. Why do they deserve it? And especially with modern technology and society, I mean, like, here's the thing. I think that and this is this is something that a lot of people like to talk is like social media has been a net negative for humanity. No, it's not. Social media has been an extreme net positive for humanity in so many ways. That net also has a huge amount of negatives, but the positives are like, well, you know, there's so many. I, it frees. It's a it's a it's a beautiful beautiful tool. But with that comes the thing of it's it's made people really lonely and isolated and all that stuff. And people want to take their blame out on modern technology because not only is there, you know, the burden, social media and modern stuff like that. There's also the kind of creepy, weird WEF types that are like, we want to 3d print meat and we want to, you know, make it so you can't like, you know, you can't walk anywhere without being monitored and stuff like that. And they go, well, this is what Ted warned about. No, he was writing in the late 80s and early 90s, from what I remember. That's people look that, back. That wasn't, what, that wasn't what Ted's gripe was. What, what, what Kaczynski was talking about, he was talking about industrialization, as in people moving from like the farms into factories to like produce goods that keep people alive. Yeah, he and that's talking right. about social media. Yeah, he, and that's, yeah, he wasn't talking, he wasn't talking about, about the internet. No, he was talking about like the fact that this was the made production of insulin. Yeah, and 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 that's where the problem is. And, and another thing, a lot of right wingers and a lot of right libertarians really like to latch on Kaczynski because he had a very well put together critique of leftism, which is basically to sum it all up. Leftism is a loser mindset. It's someone that hates the way they feel and hates who they are and hates everything about themselves and is a loser. They I have loser. feelings, therefore I project my feelings as morality. Yeah, and it's a, well, it's the same thing. It's like you know how every left winger is like, oh, everyone in the fifties was a gay communist that hated themselves and was mentally ill. It's like, no, they weren't. Like, sure, you know, life wasn't the fifties barbecue ad, but I think a lot of people were fine, and I would probably posit that most people have been fine for most of human history most people have been normal like there's something there i think especially online leftists exist in a space where everyone around them is gay and mentally ill so they think everyone else is gay and mentally ill it's like no i mean statistically gay people make up a statistically small portion of population and even smaller than that are transgenders and all that nonsense. They even make up an even smaller portion of the population, you know, mental illness. That's a little different. I think people over over prescribe mental illness and over, over prescribe medication for mental or over uh, over diagnose and over prescribe. 
um, for that type of stuff. And you've got a bunch of people on, you know, medication. And I will say, I think that some of the doomerism around SSRIs is some of it is justified. And some of it is also like some people just need it for a little bit. Um, and if it's not, you know, completely like I, I am on an SSRI. Would I like to be on it? No. Will I probably get off it at some point in the next few years? Hopefully. Um, but it helps right now. But um, what Ted, yeah, Ted was talking about industrialization. It's like, sure, he has good critiques of leftists. He has good critiques of leftists that every one of them is a gay loser. Perfect. Me and Ted agree on that. All leftists are gay losers. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Um, but it's like Kaczynski's criticism was less of like, oh, we're going to create this like man-made horror beyond our comprehension that I think is like a reasonable critique. And that comes from like the T Uncle Ted meme. But it he was more so critiquing, oh, be like say automation in our car factories is making people purposeless and it is hurting people and we need to revolt against making things easier for people. Well, it's the same thing as Luddites, like Luddites when industrial. Yeah, he was, he was basically a Luddite. And, it wasn't and, like some, oh, technology is doing this incredibly immoral thing removed from morality or whatever. He was doing it. It's making us, it's making things easier for us and that's bad. Yeah, and it's like, here's the thing. Even also, when it comes to the murder stuff, why did he, he should have sent all the packages to... <laughs> hmm? Huh? Hmm? 57... <laughs> <laughs> He should okay. have. He should have beep, <laughs> beep. <laughs> uh, but he he should have done something really funny, <laughs> something really silly. Um, <laughs> Damn it! Continue. <laughs> so outside of the really silly things he did, yeah, he was a mentally ill serial killer who who just had a better written manifesto than most people. And the uncle Ted memes are funny. And I think there is a critique of the way modern technology is used. Now, that being said, I am a technophile. I do like that. There is more modern technology. I, I think I've gotten that, on board with AI art. Like I can get on board with AI art. It can I'm be on, pretty cool. I'm on board with AI. And I mean, like chat GPT outside of it being like kind of woke politically, it's just not great. Honestly, oh, like, I've tried oh, using it. It's just you not know that it's like the worst search engine. I need to send you something. I had it write a synopsis of the winds of winter. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll, I'll read it out to you and we're done. It's great. Okay. It's, like it actually parts of it, I was like, "Oh, damn, this is cool." Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I do, I do think in terms of some things, I've heard it as a way of like, "Hey, help me format this Excel table. Give me the instructions to format it in this way, and it'll give you that a little better." Like, I think it's a, a different type of search engine, and that stuff is cool. Um, I know that some, I think Google, like the Google client, they're going to add a AI helper. Um, yeah, I know Bing has it. Yeah, but Bing's <laughs> so like, <laughs> but but I think that um, I I think that AI in general is you know it's fine. It's 
I think that it's a net positive, and I think that instead of people whining and bitching about, oh my god, it's going to go, just be on the cutting edge, be on the front end. And I, as a drummer, I have no sympathy. I've been being replaced by robots since the 1980. So, like, you know, drummers learned how to adapt. So can you get good, scrub? Um, Ooh, yeah. So, like, it. You know, I think that technology is a good thing, actually, and I think that. What the the market provides, you know, the, the government stagnates. The market provides, and we should act like anytime I see something that's like regulating AI, that's the government trying to have a monopoly on it. So there's that. Um, I think, yeah, I think all the Ted K worship is retarded. Yeah, I think the Next Uncle Ted. Time. I think the Uncle Ted memes are funny. I also think the one meme that Joe has of Ted is hilarious. It's all right. I mean, I think no. I, I I just like it as in the context of any time it comes up, we just ask him, "Hey, pull up the meme." <laughs> I just want to like, I want to share my stupid Uncle Ted meme, and not have Joe automatically jump to that. It's like Joe, have fun for once in your life. Damn it, come on, have fun. <laughs> the fights, bro. The fights, bro. The fights. Anyways, that's a, that's another topic for another time. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I'm. I. I think Nick Land's wrong, to say the least. I. I. But, but the, so is Ted. The, the sci-fi nerd in me likes the Nick Land. I don't. Uh, I, I, I like despise it from a theological and a moral and just like an economic yeah. basis. I like capital the can't be can't be an actor. Capital is our god. It isn't though. Capital is a resource. It's a, it's a tool used by human beings. Human beings are the only actor. So unless you believe that humans have something in them that compels them to work towards like this technological singularity in their action, well, then basically you just concede the existence of God there. <laughs> I've already conceded the existence of God. Yeah. Like, I've already know, conceded the existence. Tell that to Joe, who's supposed to be a Kantian, who, who's not supposed to have an opinion. Yeah, well, God is real and I am it. I know God is real because my truth is God's truth. I don't know, man. We'll we'll have to see about that. But I don't know. I I'm just right, I'm I don't right like hundred percent of the time. I don't like Nick Land because it. I feel like it remove. I don't like the idea because it feels like it removes the idea of free will. Like unless the technological singularity is also like reaching God itself, then I feel like. I don't feel I mean, like that can happen. It's like the you, Tower of Babel, right? You, you have free will. You can freely choose to not exchange goods and do capital or whatever the fuck, but you do. I don't like it. I, I'm i a sci-fi nerd, so I like it. I like it because it sounds like something out of a sci-fi, but it sounds like something out of Dune. It sounds like straight out of Dune, and that's why I like it. Cause it like I Dune. I, I've never actually read Dune. Oh, you should read Dune. I don't Dune. read a lot of fiction, to be honest, these days. I know. The last, just... the last fiction book I read was just for like a nostalgia trip, and it was, it was Alas Babylon. Oh, I thought it was going to be your like 12th reread of A Song of Ice and Fire. No, I've, I've been far beyond that. But yeah, all right. So with that, that's the Ted K thing. Um, do you want to touch Correct. on that? Hmm? So go ahead. Wanna, do you want to touch on the COVID thing? A COVID thing? Oh. Do you want to? It's, I mean, it's this an is... hour in. Yeah, yeah and I, I, mean, I don't know. It's... I mean, I could certainly touch on it. I don't have like a whole lot of thoughts or like arguments to justify my position, but like 
I feel like I've kind of moved past it. Like yeah. I don't I don't know. Like obviously it, what happened is people criminal are, and people evil are, yeah. and despotic, but for some reason, like my mentality, like I've moved past it as far as like considerations do you, do you, for like do you know the like, serenity it, prayer? No. There's something in uh Alcoholics Anonymous. Hold on, let me look it up because it's it re- why is this load oh, um Trinity prayer it, 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 it comes it comes from it comes from um it comes from Alcoholics Anonymous a lot. And it's basically God grant me the uh serenity except the things I, I cannot change, the courage to change the, the courage to change things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's like accept things you can't change. Here's the thing. You're never at, the people that that got away with the atrocities during the COVID regime are never going to. They're, they're going to get away with it. They, they are. They're going to get away with it in this life. In the next, who knows? But in this life, they're going to get away with it. And people that that want a second Nuremberg for these people, they're never going to get it. And it's over. It's done. And this also includes the people that like shame people for getting vaccinated for like legitimate reasons of I really wanted to see people in my like I had a dying family member and people were like, but I would I would have barged in the doors and refused like, oh, so you would have gotten arrested. You would have gotten arrested and gone to jail. Oh, so you're going to fight your noble cause and then your grandma dies. How useful. Yeah, it's like, yeah. How useful. Like if someone was like, Yeah, I wanted to work and I want I got the jab. Okay, like I I I think that overall the the COVID vaccine I I don't trust the died suddenly people. I think that they basically took a very small amount of cases from people and turned it into a thing. And now it's a meme now. Anytime anyone I dies, a, anytime I, I, anyone I, dies is like vexed. Yeah, I think it's they definitely overblew that, but like like the core of my point is that I don't know like I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated in my policies by and like who I'm voting for and everything I do as like getting revenge for this. And and trust me like I mean I have just almost every reason to be motivated by that, right? Because like I'm a I'm uh, me and you we're we're, we're young people who had two years stolen of our lives that's yeah. something we'll never get back it's 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 fucked up and i think and, and that, we have we have every reason but like just i've i've moved past it it's like i've done. just accepted that it's what it's well, what happened well, we took we took there's not going to be a significant change here we we, so, took, we took matters into our own hands you're going to a, a college that's not in the north i moved to texas you know like we did stuff to get away from it we did what we could and we're, we're out of it. I think if you're still living in New York, well, you should get out of New York. But like, yeah. you know, I, I just, it, I we think did that, what we could, but the rest we can't change. Yeah. And, and also my issue with a lot of that stuff is that they're forced me to do certain things. Like, I think the people that mock people that got the vaccine, it's like, well, why? I'm more concerned with the fact that many people are forced to. I think that's a really terrible thing. But if someone was like, "Yeah, I got old, I got old relatives, and I just want to do it," you know, better safe than sorry, you know, yeah, it's fine. I think that especially if you're like, 
I, I also think, and this is going to be the one that really gets me a lot of shit, and it's something that Jeremy Coffin gets a lot of shit for, for the 65 and up population, the vaccine actually did a lot. Not a lot, sure but it did. It, did. That was, it was legitimately a deadly disease for those individuals. Yeah, and hell, COVID can kick your ass. Like, my mom had COVID last week. She's like, man, I still don't feel quite right. There's people, my girlfriend, her sense of smell is completely different. From yeah, my, my mom still does not have a sense of smell because of COVID. When did she get COVID? I was like, oh, it's like more than like a, like at least two years now. Oh, still no sense of smell? Yeah. Apparently yeah. there's like some, there's like some things you can do with like, you know, exposing yourself to more smells like up close or whatever. But mom just never did that. But you can do to get your smell back. Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's, you know, it, it it's just so yeah if, if people wanted to to not worry about that yeah i i don't know i it was on my mind a little bit i see it a lot and i'm just like it's i can hear that you know oh you can yeah oh same, huh. the same thing when i do this huh i didn't realize that sorry it's just like there's this little like felt thing on here that i was trying to brush off <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can hear that I should have listeners are just like what was that sorry folks there was like a little like almost like, like little fiber it, thing that i was like trying to brush off the little it's, the it's little, like you're doing asmr like <laughs> we're riding with biden <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, gonna that's... Be one of my favorite bits, like just to come out of everything. It's just I'm riding with Biden. That you know, I I, I definitely, I don't know. That's um, that's all, folks. <laughs> that's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. I think that's probably a good note to probably end the podcast. I mean, I I don't have a whole lot more thoughts other than I don't know. I just I'm for some for whatever reason I'm just not motivated buy it anymore i'm not i'm over overly it. angry i'm uh, really the only issue that gets me riled up these days is some of like the education cultural stuff and that's not even a mainly libertarian thing that's just because my sister's still in school yeah and i got riled i get riled up over it you know but yeah i mean really the only thing that i'm i don't even know i just I guess my only big thing is like I don't want to be drafted, and that's like the thing that'll get me going and get me riled up. I don't know, but that's um again that's another discussion for another day. But well, I think we've reached the end, Lorenzo. Where can the people find you? How can they support you? What are you doing? I'm doing your mom. No, I'm kidding. I'm uh. I'm, I know I'm, there's I'm, a nice, respectable woman. <laughs> Excuse you, sir. You're mutuals with my father on Twitter. Oh, your dad's great. We should get him on the show. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I don't know. You can find me on Twitter at prog underscore enjoyer seven. Um, find me on Instagram, Lorenzo underscore Silvio. What do I say about my Instagram? No politics. There we go. No politics on there. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's gonna become like a kid show thing, and like the audience <laughs> when they hear it, those be like, no politics very good <laughs> what do we do seat belts make seat belts so we can be safe <laughs> what sound things. does a seat belt make click that's right <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Anyways, continue, my friend. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, um, you can find my band in the links below. You can find all of my stuff in the links below because David does a very good job with that. Um, and then how about you, David? Where can they find you? Um, I mean, as always, you can find me on Twitter at real David B Jr. Just the J R for the abbreviation there. Um, Otherwise, you can go and support my work at the Mises Institute. Go visit Mises.org. Go and check out my writings sometimes. I have them published there occasionally if I don't have writer's block and I have the time to write an article. Um, as always, you can support the show uh, by going to uh, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, looking up Every Week is Chaos under all of those platforms. Also Google Podcasts, but apparently that might be getting discontinued at some point. We'll have to see. I'll have to see about getting like Amazon I think Amazon has like a podcast thing with their Amazon music thing. Maybe I'll have to see about getting that there as well. Uh, look for the show on there. Leave leave five stars. Leave a thumbs up. Leave a like, subscribe, comment. Share your thoughts down below. Let us know why we're wrong and why you think the Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for mankind. Please. We're happy yeah, to prove let you us, wrong. Let us know. Uh, all that fun jazz. And, and uh, as uh, always, um, it, hmm? I was just going to. Oh, did you? Wait, are you done with your plugs? No, I was just going to leave the last thing. Like, if you want to get Austro Libertarian books, you can go to Mises.org and go to the store, and you can use promo code Brady, B-R-A-D-Y, to get 10% off on your purchase, as always. Get yourself some nice books. Don't be an economic illiterate. Be a better libertarian. Be a, be, be a well-spoken and, a, and a, a well-read libertarian, and maybe you could be the next Libertarian Party presidential candidate. <laughs> no, they want <laughs> illiterate hacks. Um, also, quick thing... Um, because I want to shout my buddy out real quick. Uh, my buddy, Elias Solomon, E-L-I-A-S Solomon. I think it's Elias Solomon Music on several different platforms, but I know on his TikTok and Instagram, he's been putting out um, cover videos of Wolfpack songs. Good funk stuff. Go listen to it. Got to shout my brother out. All right. With that, are we out? I think we're out, everybody. Thank you for Hugs listening. Me. As always, remember, share. Share with your friends. Share it around, you know. Your friends will think you're schizo, but you know that you love us. It, so it'll true. happen anyway. Hugs right, and kisses, Lorenzo, bitches. What you oh, hugs Bye. and kisses, bitches. We out. <laughs>